the Diary of an Apartment Investor podcast with your host, Brian Briscoe. In this podcast, we bring some of the top professionals in the apartment investing field to discuss various aspects of the apartment investing journey with the sole purpose of educating listeners to make wise investment decisions. The Diary of an Apartment Investor podcast is sponsored by Four Oaks Capital, bringing you high yield returns through apartment complex investing. This is episode number 176 and part of our multifamily brief series. So a lot of people, you know, the gurus and the podcasters around talk a lot about finding deals and raising capital. And those are both very vitally important subjects in the apartment investing industry, especially if you're syndicating. But there's really not a lot of content on what it takes to close. I went through a high dollar coaching program and when I did, the how to close section was definitely lacking. Now, I'm not saying I didn't get my money's worth. I think I've easily 10x the returns on that money. So it was definitely well worth it. Just trying to illustrate the point that a lot of times it's just there's not a lot of information on the closing process. Now, incidentally, I heard that particular coaching program beefed up their how to close section. So if, if you happen to jump in it, you'll find uh, a lot different than I did. So Anyway, I'm going to quickly go through some of the major steps in closing. You know, our biggest mistake on our first property, our first syndication, was actually not being in a hurry to close. We we looked at the timeline that we had, and we thought we had an awful long time to be able to do things. And turns out that a lot of the things in here are fairly simple to do, fairly simple to understand, but the timelines can be difficult. So talking about closing, you know, we'll start with the letter of intent. You know, I, everything begins with that. I mean, obviously, you have to put in a letter of intent to get to the closing process. Um, and then after that, there is the the PSA. So you send in your letter of intent. You get a signed letter of intent. You know, first thing you have to do is negotiate the contract. And that can take several weeks just to get that process done. But make sure you have a good attorney who can advise you on the things in the contract and do everything you can to keep the process going quickly. You know, like I said, be in a hurry to close, meaning, you know, don't wait to do anything. You know, don't don't sit back and say, hey, I've got time. I can I can spend a day or two on this. You know, try to do everything as quickly as possible and get it done. All right. But once once you get the contract signed, you're typically in your due diligence period. And just like everything else, you know, try to front load things. You know, if if you have a 15, 20 or 30 day due diligence period built in, and I know in today's market, in a lot of the competitive areas, there's no contingency for this, but you still want to do the due diligence. Get in as quick as possible and front load a lot of the work. You're going to want to have a team of people with you, a property manager and a leasing agent. You're going to have people maintenance, you know, HVAC maintenance is, is vitally important. Uh, you're going to want some contractors, especially if you're doing value adds, people looking at the roofs. But try to prearrange all these things, you know, so that, you know, within your first week of due diligence or first week of the contract period, you can get all of these people in and, you know, get their reports back in, in a timely manner. All right, the next thing is the loan. And I think the loan is typically the longest single process in the whole thing. You know, some lenders take 60 to 75 days to be able to approve a loan. And that's a long time, especially when you have, you know, 60 to 90 days on your contract. So I recommend getting the loan application in as soon as possible. Now, we typically wait until we've at least walked the property, seen all the units to make sure there's no big surprises. And once again, that goes back to the due diligence period. You need to try to front load that, get the walkthrough scheduled within the first week of signing the contract. And that way you can get the loan 
taken care of very shortly thereafter. A lot of people will say that you should delay spending your risk capital, but just realize that if you do delay spending risk capital, like a loan application fee, which can be you know ten to fifteen thousand dollars depending on the lender and the loan program, if you do delay spending that risk capital, guess what? You may delay the closing process. So it's it's a double-edged sword. You know, you delay spending the capital so it's less at risk, but delaying actually puts your capital at more risk because you might not be able to close if you delay too long. All right. Next thing I want to hit is just the legal stuff. You know, have an SEC attorney lined up to do the legal portion. If you're doing a syndication, you need an SEC attorney. If you're not doing a syndication, you still need somebody to do the legal work. There's going to be an operating agreement, the LLC creation, and the lender is going to have a lot of legal requirements that you know your legal attorney will be able to take care of for you. I mean, it's going to cost a pretty penny to, to hire an attorney, but in the grand scheme of things, when we're talking about million-dollar apartment complexes, you know, paying a ten or twenty-thousand-dollar fee to an attorney is is really just a drop in the bucket. All right, so have an attorney lined up. They'll be able to do your your SEC paperwork, your private placement memorandum, all the legal documents, and be your liaison with the lenders' legal and the closing team as well for all the legal requirements. All right, next thing to line up is your title insurance. And you know, one thing this is this is one thing that we almost forgot to do in our first close. And thank goodness I was in a coaching program because, you know, my coach was able to ask me a couple weeks in, hey, how did that title report look? Uh, but uh, you might, my answer to him was, what title report? Ah, anyway, title insurance is vitally important. Your lender is not going to give you a loan if there's not title insurance in place, if it's not insurable. So, Depending on what state you're in, there might be some nuances about this. I know in South Carolina, you have to have a title attorney, and the title attorney is the one that's going to be doing the closing process anyway. But whatever state you're in, you're going to go with a title company or an escrow company to who, who may be able to do both of these things. But at first, they're going to do a title search. They're going to look to see what the title history is and just make sure that there's no liens or encumbrances on the title which basically keeps you safe from somebody coming in later that has a claim to the title. So they'll do their title search. They'll you know, look at all of the, the legal history of transactions on the property over you know, maybe 100 years or so. And once they've done everything, they'll say, hey, you know, we're confident enough that this title is clean, that we will insure it. And that's something your lender is going to absolutely require before giving you, you know, millions of dollars in proceeds. So get that title report started early, and if there's problems, you'll have to work through those, and occasionally there are. Um, next thing is another type of insurance, just your property and casualty insurance. You know, you definitely want to be talking with uh, an insurance rep early on in the process. I mean, actually, you should be talking with the insurance rep when you're underwriting the property. But you know, that said, as soon as you get the property under contract, you know, make sure that property insurance rep is involved because once again your lender is going to require property insurance to close on the loan they're going to have certain minimum requirements and so you want to make sure that you know you're bridging the gap between your insurance rep and the lender to make sure there's adequate coverage to satisfy the lender but also just be aware that not all lenders are going to have a minimum that's adequate coverage for you so talk with the property insurance rep make sure you have adequate coverage for you and you know, get that taken care of you know quite early. Um, 
Next thing we'll talk about is simply just the raising capital. You know, hopefully you're in a spot, you know, especially if you're syndicating, hopefully you're in a spot where, you know, you're not like, oh crap, what now? You know, I've got to raise capital. Who can I call? So, you know, if you're listening to this right now before the closing process, you know, when you're in closing, when you're under contract, that is not the time to start raising capital, right? You should start raising capital now. So once you get to the closing table, you know, you have many, many people to talk to and all the money is going to be there. So uh, end of the day, the raising capital part is a big portion. You know, most people are going to send out a flurry of emails to their investor list. They're going to call select individuals. If it's your first raise, you're probably going to be dialing for dollars for quite a bit. Um, but end of the day, you know, most people are going to do a webinar and they're going to have the investors sign all of the paperwork. And your your attorney is going to tell you what paperwork's involved. But usually the operating agreement for the SEC, a private placement memorandum, a subscription agreement, things like that. You're going to want to have every investor sign those, have that stuff on file to keep you legally bulletproof later on. And it's just good business. Make sure your your investors are protected as well. So, you know, and then there's also the closing team. I mentioned every state's a little bit different. Some states have a closing attorney. Some, some states have escrow or title companies do the closing. You know, make sure you're talking with the closing team very early. Um, they should be connected with everybody involved to make sure this this project gets across the finish line. And last thing, you know, your contract should have extensions. You know, if you have a little foresight in putting that contract together, you'll build in a couple of extensions and you'll have to pay for these extensions in most cases. So, you know, if you're earnest money to pause $50,000, you know, typically you can arrange an uh, an extension for about half that price. So whatever your EMD is, you know, our going in point is whatever that is. Half half of that will be what we we ask for the extension to cost. Uh, most owners are going to require a little more money down, and it's going to be hard money. It's going to be non-refundable. But you know, at that point, you know, you're going to know if the property is going to close. You're going to know if the deal is going to go through by the time you get to that point. So, you know, it's it's going to be to your benefit to negotiate extensions in, you know, hopefully you can negotiate that fee to be credited towards the purchase price. So it's not actual money lost. Um, anyway, that's it for today. You know, we went over a lot of things in the closing process. Obviously we hit wave tops only, um, you know, for more information on this, you know, we have, we're building a section in the Tribe of Titans that talks about each one of these things individually. So check it out, thetribeoftitans.info and join our community. That's it for today's show. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Diary of an Apartment Investor podcast today, brought to you by Four Oaks Capital. If you'd like to know more about how to invest in apartment buildings or want to be a guest in our show, visit our website at fouropscapital.com slash podcast or email us directly. If you're still listening, you obviously like the show, so pull out your phone, tap subscribe, and leave us a five-star rating on your favorite podcast app. And we'll see you again next week.